Hello Scorpio friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Scorpio November 2021 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com to see the long list of free goodies that I have for you each month. You don't want to miss anything I work hard to make you. And if by the end of the video you forget that website address, you can click on the more button underneath the video to reveal notes and the link is in there. If you'd like to learn astrology to help your friends and family or to do it professionally, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which you can see at my school, loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. Two admin notes for Scorpios to make the most of this video. The first is that this is for you. If Scorpio is your moon sign, Scorpio is your sun sign, or your rising, or any other Scorpio placement you have that you watch for, this information will be part of your astrological picture. The next must know is that if you're a late degree Scorpio, so if your birthday is November 11th through the rest of the sign, or your degrees are 20 to 29 degrees, then I also suggest you watch my Sagittarius report because you cuspy people, the later you are in November and the later you are in degree, the more this is true. Your chart actually looks more like the early Sag and you will pick up pieces in that report as well but both the Scorpio and Sag will have pieces for you. Okay, so this month is one of my favorite months of the whole year, and I'm going to give you details as to why. The first big must know is that we are in a big going direct period. Going direct means we are out of the shadow of Mercury retrograde. We are not yet into Venus retrograde. And so when we're in this direct period, it's the time to make big decisions, to push things forward. Actually, I'll just, let's go to the visual portion and we'll see to my list here, okay? So first we're going to talk about this open window. You will have noticed towards the end of October, things started to open up more clarity. Most of September and most of October was in the retrograde, which kind of brought this, uh, dealing with things that came up, clearing out things, you know, plan changes, some confusion, not being able to make plans. But as we get towards the end of October and we're in November, it's time for the big launches, the big decisions, the agreements, the investing, the moves, the paperwork, the making of plans for the future, things going on that need a push or initiative. So if you kind of think of the tides to understand these retrograde and direct motions, in the retrograde time, it's like when the tide is coming in. So things from the past will come in, bottles will wash up on the shore. You have to kind of deal with whatever is in front of you rather than trying to get too far ahead because the tides will push you back in. But here in November, <clears throat> the tides are going out, especially from around November 3rd through the 17th because that shadow is clear for Mercury and the Venus shadow for the retrograde starts around the 18th. So we've got this window between around the 3rd and 17th of November that's completely free from any of the personal planet retrograde and that's when the tides are going out most strongly. So if you can just imagine energetically anything that needs to have tides going out to go further, you know, farther reaching, long-term things, things that you want to really get out there, launches, things like that, you've got really strong energy between the 3rd and 17th. And there's actually a huge pileup of beautiful energy between November 26th and 30th. So even though we're starting to get in the web of the retrograde there, we have a fairly rare pileup of, it says seven here, but there's actually nine beautiful star aspects between the 26th and 30th, with predominance of them being on November 29th and 30th. So if you have something important to do, if you know, you're, and, and this could start to factor in things from the past as well, where magic can come from the past in, in a big way. But we've got beautiful, unimpeded aspects here that are sweet, and 
this period of time in November is a very much an active weaving uh, time. So I talk about also the analogy of the spider. The retrograde time, so that's like September, October, then we start getting to December, January, is a time when you kind of sit back and let the food come to you with the webs that you've already woven. But November is a time to weave new webs. So you have a whole bunch of webs catching food for you in the retrograde times, okay? So this is the active portion of our cycle. Something else that's very notable is this eclipse, which we're going to get into. November 19th, we have a lunar eclipse, the beginning of a Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle. And of course, this is a huge deal for you because this is your sign. So the Taurus uh, aspects or Taurus eclipses will oppose your sign and the Scorpio aspects that are coming in here mean that massive changes are coming to you. And you can think back to 2012 through 2014 um, to kind of think about the things that happened there. But we'll get more into that. I just want to make sure going in order here. All right, so we'll get to the eclipses in part four. Right now, I'm going to look at the charts and show you what is going on. Now this is the early degree chart, so everything we're going to talk about, but everything we're going to talk about is true for all early, middle, and late degree Scorpios, unless I otherwise divide out. And if I divide out, I'll show you the different charts and show you what the difference is. But everything else we talk about is going to be true for all of you. First thing to know is we still have Mars and the Sun moving through Scorpio. This is a time when the planet of action Mars and the, the planet of Sun, which is the inspiration and motivation for you know creativity and creation, are speaking your language. So that's always very supportive and it's really great that Mars is speaking your language too because like we just discussed, this is a time for action. September and October were, were times to gather information, to consider things, to go back over things. And now that we're in November, if you've got to make a big decision, this is your big go. We've got energies in Sagittarius that are starting to lift the mood a bit and bring some solutions to problems that might have come in in the retrograde. And so the sun will get into Sag later in the month, Venus will be there for a short time, and we do have the wrap up of the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle that started in, uh, well, really started to get strong about March 2020. We know what happened in March 2020, right? Everything shut down from the coronavirus. Now, it wasn't from this eclipse cycle per se, but this eclipse cycle did factor into the changes that were happening and the themes that ha started happening for you March towards the middle of 2020 that were in effect all of 2020 and all of 2021 are coming to some kind of close, some kind of wrap up, some kind of getting ready to go to the next level. So you will notice that a lot of things are ending and you'll feel that, especially that have been cyclical in this time frame. And even though that eclipse, the last one, isn't until December, it's in early December, and we have the eclipse season that heats up four to six weeks before the eclipse. So in November, we are feeling that Sagittarius eclipse. We'll talk a little bit more about possible manifestations of that later, and I will go into more Scorpio details for that in the December report. But for right now, we want to talk about the fact that the areas of life that are being highlighted for you all well, first of all, let's talk about birthdays. So most Scorpios are having your birthday this month, so happy birthday. I love birthdays. They are a wonderful time astrologically because the sun in the sky represents what we want and our active possibilities for creation. So when the sun in the sky gets back to the same point it was at when you were born, this is your solar return. This is when the universe is very receptive to your wishes and your intentions. Now, if you're watching for a placement other than your sun, 
like a Scorpio moon or rising or something else, the sun is still going to cross your placement and energize that energy for manifestation. But there's something very special about the birthday time because there's this portal that opens when the, the, the sun in the sky and the sun when you were born get together. It's a portal for wishing. So definitely take advantage of your birthday wishes. You can understand more about that if you search for Annie Botticelli making wishes come true. I have a video about making um, using your birthday wishes. But this is a time for revitalization and regeneration. The eclipse cycles are very important because they move along the ecliptic and what also moves along the ecliptic is the north and south node. And the north node is our highest expression this lifetime, our destiny, that higher, higher version of ourselves, that higher version of our path that calls out to us. The south node is our karma. The north node is our dharma. The south node are the gifts that we come in with, including the ancestral patterns and you know whatever your religion or belief system is, this still works because the south node represents that which we came in with. And if you believe that God gave us one life, we came in and gave us these certain things to deal with, that's the south node. If you believe in multiple lives, then this would be multiple life info in that south node. If, if you understand the genealogy as ancestral karma and actually DNA karma, then it's also that. So what happens at eclipse times, and we have eclipses every six months, is we're moving along a continuum that are activating certain aspects of our DNA and helping to clear out old belief systems in different areas of life that weren't working and help to activate new potentials. The more we get into genetics um, research, the more we can see that there are genes that can be turned on and we can also turn genes down or off or flip there's like switches that get um, flipped and you can see this energetically through the north and south nodes in the chart of potentials being flipped on and old potentials being flipped off and so if you're purposely trying to clear out negative karma eclipse time is very exciting and whether you're trying or not it does tend to happen so november december big goodbyes some might be welcome, some might not be. Big hellos, shiny new beginnings. And so we're going to talk about the areas of life that those beginnings and those endings are likely to come in. The principle, the scientific principle, energy is neither created nor destroyed, it simply changes form, comes into play very strongly at the eclipse times because very often something is taken from us or our lives or energy is freed up, or space around us is freed up and then energy is replaced with new things. And often it's a very big ending and a very big beginning and the degree to which it's affecting your personal chart is the degree to which this is more monumental. So we're starting a cycle that is going to be active from the end of 2021 to the end of 2023. So the themes that start coming up now, you're going to notice them coming up for years and you will see these same themes that came up at the end of 2012 through the end of 2014. If something bad happened in that time frame, it doesn't mean that that will happen again. But there are themes and storylines and lessons that we had opportunities to learn or work with that are going to be coming up again. So pay attention to what comes up now because you probably will be working with these things for a while. Also the financial um, sector is highlighted from the Sagittarius movements and that is the Taurus house which is where the eclipse is. So there's no way of getting around the financial sector being activated here and we'll talk more about this in a minute. Um, let's see. Yeah, actually, we'll talk about that right now. So the eclipse that we're working with, again, is November 19th, lunar eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus. This is going to be very 
um, strong potential for everyone, but if you're a late degree Scorpio, we'll say anyone with your birthday from November 11th through the rest of the sign, but especially the later degrees after that, and we'll say 22 degrees through 29 degrees, um, and the closer to 27, the more likely you are going to be very personally affected by what goes on. And these effects can come in a lot of places, but we'll look at what some of those specifically could look like. Well, actually, before that, I want to show you this. So the 27 degrees of Taurus, the early degree, is very clearly in the seventh house. All right. For the middle degree, that shifts, and it's in the seventh house, but it's close enough to the sixth house line that it could manifest there. We're going to talk about what that means. For the late degree, it's either going to be in the seventh or actually could literally be in the sixth house for you late degree placements. Okay. So all Scorpios, now I'm going to give you a quick summary of all of this right now, but if you want to get more in depth in understanding what themes are at play, then I highly recommend you watch these additional resources. You can go to Annie Botticelli, my YouTube homepage, and scroll to the Eclipse playlist, or you can search for Annie Botticelli Eclipses and Taurus, or these, these titles individually, and they'll come up. So I recommend that all Scorpios watch Eclipses and Taurus, because that's the eclipse that's happening this month. Also watch the eclipses in Sagittarius because that's what's happening in December and we are fully feeling it in November. Also, all Scorpios watch eclipses in Libra or the seventh house because the eclipse is either going to happen in that house or close enough to that house to have an influence. And the November born or 10 to 29 degrees, I also recommend you watch eclipses in Virgo or sixth house because of the shift in the Placidus chart over counterclockwise, or actually, um, this to the left <laughs> then we're um as you can see well let's just go back there because it's easier to see it's actually clock clockwise but it's going like that way so you see when in the placidus chart everything shifts over to the left it would be easier for you to see it this way all right so taurus rules the seventh house for scorpio and this is a late degree Taurus aspect, so it's happening towards the end here. Now, when you shift to the middle degree, all of this energy shifts to the left. See all the things that were here or over here? So that's moving this way. And the further you move the late degree, it goes this way, right? So it actually is in a clockwise motion. Um, the later you get, it moves your chart that way. Okay, so the first thing we talked about was the Taurus eclipses. Now this is going to be true for everybody in the zodiac. And in general, the second house versus the eighth house, the Taurus versus Scorpio are going to come up in meaningful ways for you personally, for your relationships, for your community, for the world. And there are themes that are at play. So your financial shifts, your money versus other people's money, my money, our money, um, government money, you know, distribution of, of money and resources, things like that. And also agriculture and food and sustainability are all topics that are going to come up. And you might see something notable from the eclipse along these fronts that are very personal for you. Also the Sagittarius energies, both the transits and the eclipse are bringing this story of education, mobility, immigration, international travel, different countries, different languages, and also writing and publishing projects, things involving churches and spirituality. So you might see something big happen, big goodbyes, big hellos in this area. Okay, so Scorpios are very per 
uh, personally affected here in the seventh house. So endings to relationships or endings to chapters of relationships. And I do go into more details in the, that, the video, the eclipses in seventh house or Libra, but just big relationship changes throughout this whole cycle are very likely. So the end of 2021 to the end of 2023, a lot of shuffling around of resources in your me, we departments. A lot of breakups, a lot of makeups, a lot of healing old things within relationships and going to the next level, a lot of additions to your relationships. So, you know, people who are looking for love, you might find it in this cycle. If you're not sure about your relationship, you might get tested over the next couple of years and come to your decision as to whether it has longevity. You know, you might think get added to, you might have found your partner, then maybe you get engaged and you get married and you have a baby or something like that. You start a business together or you go in deeper. So your relationships are going to really, really be enhanced and be in the main state on the main stage. Your client relationships, your interpersonal connections of all kinds. So now those of you who are in the November born, um, you also have strong energy in the Virgo or health house. So things involving your health, things involving your wellness. It's really great to start focusing on stress relieving regimens. And you might have encouragement to do that. Either something happens to someone close to you in your workspace and you think, wow, that could have been me. That's scary. I'm going to start to relieve my stress, things that you were putting off with your health, you'll have motivation to start to deal with those. And it could be from a preventative standpoint. So it doesn't have to mean you have a health crisis, but some people are going to have a health crisis that comes from these aspects. And in many cases, there will have been something hidden going on that will come to light. But for many of you, it might just be that you know that maybe you should eat a little differently or you know that you need some supplementation or you need some exercise or you need some changes to how you're living in your systems. Also, pets and animals can come up in a big way and kind of organization projects. If you're looking for, your, for a pet to have your give a forever home to, this is an amazing time for things involving animals. So in general, this month is very open compared to a lot of the months that we've had. We are still brewing for this final 2021 contact of the Saturn-Uranus square, which you can search for Annie Botticelli Saturn-Uranus square. I have a whole segment that's separate about that. That's in December. We're starting to feel some of that you know, moving along in this time, and that's not one of the more positive or easy to manage aspects, but this month is so full of so many other positive energies that solutions that are coming from that clash in the outer planets can really start coming through. And you might notice that over this last year, you might have had a lot of things start gelling for you because of that Saturn Uranus square, that just enough um, surprise or random or technological or sudden insights can be stirring up some stodgy old things that you've been working with. And that can be a very positive thing, but it would have put a lot of pressure on you. And that is going to continue that if there's something not working for you, big must know is that it's time to make a change. And this month is a good month for figuring out what type of change might be helpful for you to get to the ends that you're wanting, which of course is to live happier and healthier and you know a more productive life. So there will be lots of opportunities for that this month. And you will start noticing um, a lot of attention coming to your relationships and patterns within relationships that are really calling out. And a very big caution in the relationship sector is that 
wherever you go, there you are. You know, if it's time to end a relationship or if you're in danger or someone is really treating you badly and you're sure of it, you know, you, you have to do what you're going to do. And a lot of Scorpios will move forward in their lives in this month um, on these topics. But there are a lot of Scorpios that are in relationships that are actually workable. And it might take working with old patterns that you had before you were with this person. Just kind of think back to the commonality between patterns that you've had in your life and work on those levels, those deeper levels, and see what kinds of wonderful progress can be made in your relationship just from doing inner work. Well, as usual, I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of the starry opportunities. If you'd like even more information, you can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, which is where you can connect in with my podcast, all of my blog sites, my books, my courses. I've got all kinds of free goodies, so you can check all that out at AnnieHelpsYou.com. You can check out my school, LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E, Life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. And if you'd like to be a professional astrologer or just learn astrology because you love it and you want to help yourself and your friends, you can see my course there, Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery Course. If you think I go into a lot of details with the free offerings that I do every month, then you should see the details I go into in the comprehensive, organized nature of this course that will equip you to do whatever you'd like to do with astrology. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye!